everybody, and welcome back to the pre-production meeting. I am your co-host, Josh Urquhart, and I am here with... Austin Scott. Austin Scott, baby, let's go. Welcome to episode four, everybody. It's been a week since we've released the first three episodes. Hopefully you guys like that good chunk of content to get um, your juices flowing in the film industry. Austin, how's your week been? What's the feedback you've got from people? How are you feeling? Look, after we did um, the three episodes last week, like I remember driving home and going like, fuck, that was so much fun. And even um, just doing back to back to back. Which you'll all notice that we've um, we've changed clothes today. We don't we're not in the same we're clothes as, <laughs> as episodes one, two, and three. We but do shower, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was honestly like, I was like that was so much fun, and I can't wait for it all to come out. And then seeing it come out and just stuff we've produced is out there for people yeah. to consume, and like physically seeing something exist that you've created is so rewarding. And then the feedback that we've both gotten is. It's really uplifting mm. the people that have reached out to us to say that, you know, you've inspired me to do this and that mm. and all that kind of stuff. It makes you re- feel really good, which is this week has been a really good week. Yeah. And um, since that, it's just, yeah, I, I love the feeling. I think it's awesome. I think we've hit our target audiences, which is the people in the film industry, which are really interested to, you know, see what part of the journey we're up to, people yeah. that we've gone to uni with and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and the people outside of the film industry yeah. who are like, I don't give a shit about the film industry, <laughs> but this is interesting. Exactly right. I think that's awesome, and I think we've hit the nail on the nail on the coffin. Is that how it goes? Yeah, let's do it. Sure, yeah. nail on the head, nail on the coffin. We invent I shit think, in here. Um, we invent shit. We do, we do. Um, <laughs> but I think, honestly... I think it went really well. We've had to – we're still getting our bearings about it. Like oh. you guys will see, we'll be much more social on <laughs> – sorry, much more active on social media yep. this week. Absolutely. We're just trying to get all of our shit together, designate who's doing what and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, hopefully it will all come together and be much more smooth and operating, you know, as time goes on. But 100%. I think we smashed it with those first three episodes. We got yep. a good chunk of content and, you know, we've been speaking throughout this week how excited we are. Oh to get here and do this today. Even for like not only everybody else that's sent us the nice message and everything like yeah. that, but I feel like you and I, we've had the spark just Dude. reignite. Like I, I've, this week I've done so much work on um, my film. Swelling Vortex. Swelling Vortex. And um, I, I just look at it and I go like, Fuck, I did that. Like I, yeah, you know, yeah. and it just feels like. And I was saying to Josh and um, some of that, and he actually had to dial me back a bit because my, I was like, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. He's like, Austin, chill. Relax. Like, just do this stuff first. That's and then my, I was like, job. yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. I just, I'm addicted to seeing the progress. Dude, like, it's amazing. Once you take off and it's just nonstop. Mm. It's yeah, it's addictive. That was like me yesterday. I mean, I've been cook. If you can't tell by my voice, I'm just getting <laughs> over sickness, which is crazy. I've been sick three times in the last three weeks. It's no ridiculous. Good. But um. <clears throat> I was like, I don't have time to be sick. I failed to come on at work and I'm like, don't you dare. We got this podcast that we got to do, you know, got stuff doing tomorrow. But yesterday I had everything planned. I, I was going to do so much work and I did. I did it. I was crook, but I still did it. Push you know, we'll, we'll get into the progress of what we both did, but it was so good. I felt so accomplished. It's like finally we have, I feel good in myself like I'm not wasting my days yep, you know absolutely. I'm inspired bro that fire yep got it's, it back. it's so good it's, it's 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 unlike did we just touch feet we did sorry oh, <laughs> playing tootsies already all right <laughs> um <laughs> oh, Austin, oh Jesus. Sorry. it's only 10 30 um oh, no <laughs> what the fuck 
what's happening. Uh, uh, Jesus. Yeah, no, it was just good to see some shit getting done and, you know, feeling confident about my project and getting excited 100%. about it. And, like, it's going to be – you know what? You know, last week we were, like – I was talking about how it was it's a bit of pressure when people um like ask when's the next film coming out. Yeah. Had people ask this week and I'm like, I can bloody tell you. Yeah. Did exactly. not feel that pressure. I felt excitement. Yep. And I think that's what this podcast has done, man. Yeah. hundred percent. It's yep. Applause to the both of us. Happy Applause days. Well, before we get into it, I just wanted to touch on something real quick that happened during the week. Um the Black Panther trailer. Now, oh. I, I just wanted to mention this. I know this this podcast is basically based around our progress and our films, but I think this is we have to talk about this a little bit. Absolutely. That trailer. Every time I watch it, Goosebumps. I tear up. Goosebumps. I get choked up as well. It is just. It is so. It is the. I would say it's the best trailer I've ever seen. The emotion. I didn't think you can feel emotion from a trailer. No, no, no. Me either. Me either. Like, sure, man, we've cried in some films and stuff like that, but in a trailer? Ooh. I was in tears. I think the last time I'd, like, felt this kind of, like, excitement, emotion, all that kind of stuff with a trailer was probably Infinity War, just because of how mm. much the MCU means to me and just seeing the culmination of everything oh. and then, like, how sort of, like, you had your just the music they did to that trailer and all that kind of stuff. And given how much Black Panther means to a lot, to of, people. A lot of people. And, and the niche, uh, you know, the culture. The, the, just the thought of seeing um, the comparing between the announcement of Black Panther at Comic-Con mm. to Black Panther Wakanda Forever at Comic-Con this year. Did you see? Did you see I it? Did. I watched all the panels and everything, yeah. man. It's seeing that and you just you just you just feel how much it means to these people. It is it is awesome. Not only to the audience, by people the I mean, crew. everybody involved yeah. in the production. And yeah, exactly. The crew and cast. Oh, bro, I've, got, I've got goosebumps. <laughs> it's like those emotions that you see in that trailer, mate. That that is an acting. Oh, yeah. You know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. I bro, I remember when he passed away. I was mid soccer match Couldn't last year. It. Could not believe <clears throat> it. Half time, check my phone. I was shook. Yep, same. It was. It was not. It was just crazy. You know, I've not been through that much hard stuff in my life in terms of death. Thank God so far. Mm -hmm. um, but that that hit me, man. It did. It, it hit me as well. I remember thinking it was fake. I, mm. Someone sent it to me and they're like, oh, bro, Chadwick Boseman's died today. I was like, bro, you felt, you've fallen for it. Like, it's a trap. It's it's <laughs> fake. It's fake. Like, I, I refused yeah, to believe it. Exactly. And then, yeah. That trailer, it just, it, I, it is, I, there are some trailers that you can re-watch and I know you're a big trailer connoisseur yourself. The, yes, sir. Especially the, was it the Godzilla? King of Monsters. King of Monsters trailer. Ooh. One of the best trailers we've ever seen wow, as well. Wow, wow, But this trailer, it's just, it was so emotional and it looks amazing, oh, man. yeah. They've stepped it up. Even the, um, the obviously it's a T'Challa um, mural on the <coughs> wall there. Was, have you seen Chadwick Boseman's face? Oh. On, and you just honestly... It hits you. It just mm. honestly, I've watched it countless times and each mm. time I get goosebumps choked up just because, yeah, you can see how much it means and just how much of an impact he left, mm. how much of a legacy he's left. It was, um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> speechless. Just, the trailer's was, left us speechless. Yeah, it was just, um, you, they've, you can 
I don't know if it's going to sound cheesy. You can feel Chadwick Boseman's oh, presence yes. in Absolutely. that movie, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. This is for him, yeah. and it's. I reckon they're going to smash it out of the park. It's my most anticipated film of 2022 oh, by far. By far, yeah. Speaking 100%. about movies in 2022, we both saw a film last week. Ooh, baby. Differing views, but... <laughs> Take it away because I know you're a big fan of this one. Okay, so I just wanted to check. Can everybody hear me as well? Because the microphone's positioned real good this week. <laughs> I've made sure that we don't have any sound issues and stuff like that. But I want you guys to hear my thoughts on The Grey Man starring Ryan Gosling, Anna Diarmas and Chris Evans. I almost forgot his name right then. That was mm. tragic. But um, there's been two times this year I've watched a movie and afterwards have been in an incredibly good mood and that's with Top Gun and... The Grey Man. Mm. It just, it. I don't know how to explain the feeling, and I hope people have, have felt this as well, so they can um, understand what I'm talking about. But I was just in such a good mood after because everything that that film did, bar a few um, unnecessary first person drone shots, um, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> don't get me started. It hit every note that I look for in a film. Just the characters bouncing one-liners off each other. The action was non-stop and. As this podcast goes on, you'll see that I'm a massive action fanatic. Mm. Um, and just how well the Russo brothers have made their films. That, yeah. that I've loved everything the Russo brothers have put out so far post-Marvel stuff. Stop <laughs> shaking your head, you dick. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, this this is um, the... Yeah, this is the third film they've put out since opening up their mm. production company and I've mm. loved all three. <sighs> Why don't you take the floor, buddy? Go on. What are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I liked it. I liked the last third of it. I thought that was awesome. I loved the fighting, the action, you know, the last third and how they wrapped it up was very good. Right. But fuck. Man, you could have, we could have, anybody could have written it better than that. Like the dialogue is <laughs> so shit. Well, I'm actually interested to hear what you have to say about that because last week you were given... Um, I forget their names, but the... Yeah, no, no, no. They told you how to structure it. They didn't tell you how to write dialogue. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because I they was like, can, oh, but you guys, you're giving these guys a mad rap. You can structure a film, but fuck me. They should... Oh, it just made Gosling... I was about to say Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Who else was in it? Gosling, Anna Diarmas and Chris Evans. They made them fucking sound. It was just... Mate, it was child's play. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But, but the action was pretty cool. Anna Diarmas was pretty cool. The, the, for the utmost time in that film, I was trying to figure out who the agent was. The, yeah. um, oh, uh, it's the dude from Bridgerton. No, 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 Big not him. Yeah, him. I, I knew yeah. he was from Bridgerton because yeah. when Beth was watching with me for the time she did. The she lady? Like, that dude's from, yeah, the lady. From Iron Fist. Yes. Yeah. I was like, why can I not? And I Jennifer started, Henwick? Jennifer Henwick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah? Oh, God. Uh, check. <laughs> Jessica Henwick. Jessica um, Henwick, yeah. And God, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, I've seen her somewhere before. And then yeah. I started to think it was the lady from Gangs of London. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, Russo Brothers, Gangs of London. I kind of just associated the two. And then um, I was like, why can I not? Russo a- Brothers are consistent. Oh, yes, Consistently mid. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they, I think oh, they're only different bro. film that they've oh, done. Well, obviously they've done Extraction. Um, no, they produced that. They didn't direct it. One of them wrote it. Oh, wrote it. Wrote it based it. on the book and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And then they did Cherry mm. and mm. the Grey. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and the Grey Man. So um, yeah. 
They have, yeah, yeah they're, they're consistent. I think, yeah, the only different one is cherry compared to extraction. And they green. tried. But I'll give them that. They, they tried with cherry. They succeeded. They, they succeeded yeah, yeah, a little. But we're not talking about cherry. We're no. talking about the grey man. But um, the grey man was honestly phenomenal. I loved every minute yeah. of it. I didn't want it to end, to be entirely honest. Like mm. once I realised it was sort of getting to the end, I was like, no, nah, I just need more. Please give me more kind of thing. Just because I was that, yeah. just... I was in love with the movie. I knew it was straight away awesome. you were going to yeah. love it. Oh, my God. I would have killed for a cinematic experience, though. Uh, the sequel's been greenlit already and yes. a spin-off as well. Good, So good. Yeah, that's what right. I see all of them in, in cinemas, even if they're coming out on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, why are you watching this? It's coming out on Netflix tomorrow, bro. The only real way to watch a film is in the cinemas. Uh, yep, I agree. That's, uh, but I'll tell you what, I watched, um, I watched a movie that was much better. No offense, I no, I liked it. Whatever. I watched uh, "Where the Crawdads Sing." Ah, uh, yes. Daisy Edgar Jones. Yes, yes. Oh, Daisy Edgar Jones. I've only seen her in Fresh. Daisy Edgar Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Please elaborate. Wow, her acting. <laughs> No, 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 no. She's picking she, up on some. It actually was weird. like she, she she's good. In. She's she really good. That film yeah. that was it. Just I've never been. I haven't been drawn into a film that much in a while. Like usually I'm sitting there <clears throat> thinking about what I'm going to rate it, what I'm going to critique it. Yeah, but that was drawn into the story. Holy shit! I usually have a rule after ten o'clock. Don't watch a movie, otherwise you fall asleep. Well, that's yeah. my rule because yeah. I fall asleep after yeah. ten o'clock not watching a movie. <laughs> but I started. I went to the movies. Saw this at nine thirty. And uh, fuck me, it felt long, but it was only like two hours, which is normal around these days. Yep. Um, but fuck, it was so good, man. I really recommend if you. It's a murder mystery romance kind of thing, yep. and Daisy well, yeah, Edgar Jones. I've seen it advertised for ages, and I'm like, oh, it's just one of those films that hasn't really grabbed me and all that kind of stuff. But fair enough. Like, the that Taylor is good. It's got yeah. that Taylor T. Swizzle song. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know that, but now mm. I do. But um, yeah, and then I was like, oh, probably it'll probably just be like a trip to the movies to watch a movie yeah. for the sake of going to the movies. Yeah, but for sure. Here in your Raven review, I might, you know, I might have to go seek it out. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyways, that's a good. We'll, we'll call that little segment, uh, that's a wrap. That's, yeah, okay, done. To start off with. Now, the juicy part of the bond. The progress, baby. Now, I know you have a lot to go, so, mate, I can see it just bursting out. If you I was going to say you go first. You want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, you oh, go first. Because yeah, cool. I've got to, as you said, it's sort of, I, I need to sort oh. of compose myself <clears throat> just to sort of. Of course. Well, this week, I'm actually proud of myself, right? This The book that I'm adapting has about 30 chapters and I had done, I think, like three chapter breakdowns because what I'm doing at the moment, right, for adapting this book, this is just the way I'm doing it. I'm going through, so... It's a proof of concept of one chapter of that book, right? And what I'm doing first is going through the chapters, chapter by chapter, and breaking them down with story beats, analysis, breakdown, and then films for that chapter. Uh, sorry, film ideas for that chapter. How I'm yeah, going to craft right. it. Okay. <clears throat> and my plan is to do that for the whole book. So when I come back to that chapter that I'm adapting, I have a whole, I mean, I've already read the book, but I have a, it's fresh in my mind, the story, the plot, where things are heading. So when I create that proof of concept film, I have everything in my head, right? Right. I, I can be sensitive to the rest of the book, um, where it's going and, you know, add little seeds into teas and stuff like that. Absolutely, so yeah. what I've done this week, it takes me a while, but I did four chapter breakdowns this week. <laughs> yes. And just to compare, where were you at last week with that? 
compared to chapter breakdowns? I did. No, I've done zero for the last couple so months. There you man. go. So I'm very happy. And you know what? I reread the chapter that I'm breaking down yesterday and just, oh, oh, <laughs> it is bloody good. And I'm so excited, man. I've just literally, I, I have ideas. I'm just uh, like writing down how this shot's going to, I'm already thinking about the shots for, yeah. just for that chapter. Um, but it's really, really exciting. And you know what? Uh, so this is what I was thinking last week. I'm like, how am I going to... Because the book is based London and Egypt. And Egypt is the exciting bit, but Egypt doesn't turn up in the chapter that I'm adapting. So I'm like, how am I going to, like, have both locations or tease them, tease the whole film, this one little short film? So I'm like, I have my chapter set in London, right? The chapter's based around a little uh, uh, Victorian-era ball kind yep. of thing. Um, but I'm thinking... What if I start, I get a little teaser for Egypt at the very start of the film? Maybe they can start in Egypt, which is maybe a little snippet from like the end of the book. Yep. Right? Maybe they're running away or a chase or something like I don't know. I haven't read it for a while. And then flash back to um, the scene that I'm doing, like kind of like a how did I get here kind of thing, but not do it in the cliche way where the character looks at the screen. Hi, I'm so-and-so, and you want to know how I got here? Well, this is what happened. Record scratch. Yeah, not like that, but kind of give them a little tease so yep. you can get a bit of London, a bit of Egypt, and a bit of the whole story, man, and it's just really exciting. And, you know, I'm going to... What I'm thinking of now doing is I'm fully going to adapt the chapter but get give little teasers from a couple chapters. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably not making sense, but it makes sense in my head. Yep, no, absolutely it does. It does make yeah. sense. And you should be... <coughs> Really proud of yourself for the, Thank you, mate. the no, work you've put in. I appreciate that. Yeah, all good. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. I'm liking how I'm doing it. But like, So this is, I, I've never adapted a book before. Yeah. I've never adapted, uh, sorry, I already said that. I've <laughs> never adapted a book before and this is my first time. This is the challenge I want to do. You know, I've searched up how people do it in the past, but I've taken my own kind of way about it. And like yeah. I said, I'm just doing... If people want to adapt books my way, this is how I'm doing it, right? You get the chapter, you get the story beats, right? And a story beat is basically, oh, God, how do you explain a story beat? It'd just be like key things. Key that things that happen, happen in the scene, yeah. right? And you do that. There's only like, I don't know, there would be like four in the whole chapter, right? Yeah. Um, then I do a breakdown, basically just a summary of the chapter, right, just a bit of background information, who you're meeting and stuff like that. And then to finish it off, I do key ideas, film my, so I think cinematics, you know, yeah. how is this going to work? Where can we cut? Because there is so much unneeded shit in a oh, book yeah. that you're going to cut out. It's like, what can I cut out? What what can you mix? What can you merge to save money, save time and stuff like that? So that's how I'm doing each chapter, chapter by chapter. So then at the end of the book, uh, sorry, at the end of the breakdown, I can, number one, adapt my chapter, write a script with all the information that I've got from the rest of the book, including the chapter that I've broken down to adapt, yep. as well as have a basic skeleton of the feature film. Right. So then if people ask me, you know, where's this heading, I can tell them. Yeah, yeah 100%. And then whilst this is in pre, uh, post-production, I can possibly get started on the feature and I would have already broken down the whole book, so I would just have to go ahead and write Exactly right. And That's basically good. that is what I've done. I mean, I did that for my film this week. I was doing all the uh, the social media posts for the podcast, of course. Um, what else? Oh, I had my to-do list here. Um, I sorted all the stuff for your film. So yes, I sorted the yep. Google Drive, yep. yeah, added all the templates and contracts and stuff like that. Um, 
I got your script and I annotated it, which we'll go through after your um, you tell us what you did. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. I'm very happy and I'm on that train. We're not doing that again. Uh, <laughs> I was we, hoping we, to do we it. We got again. the steam train rolling. <laughs> That was such a different town. <laughs> don't know what the fuck that was. I don't know what train that is. Um, but that's all I've got. It's, it's not going to be um, massively entertaining until I get to the writing part of yeah. it. So it's probably going to be me doing the chapter breakdowns for a couple of weeks until yep. I finish it. But then we'll get into the juicy stuff. But, mate, I know you have done a lot. So feel me, brother. What have you done? Mark, just to jump off the back of your energy there, like it's just – it's electrifying and so rewarding mm. to like just know that you've put this effort in. Yep. And Thank you. yeah, you should be very proud of yourself, man. Thank so, you, my friend. Mate, that's all good. What and, have you um, been up to? So with Swirling Vortex, mm. um, when I was in my little uh, hiatus of not doing any work, Josh sent me a checklist, as you guys are aware in the previous episodes. And that consisted of logline, synopsis, beat sheet, Scene breakdown, scene analysis, mood boards with locations, set dressing, character, personality inspirations, all that kind of fun stuff. Character breakdowns, a one-page outline, treatment, storyboard, and director's statement. This time last week when we came in, I'd only done the logline and synopsis, but this week mm-hmm. I've done the beat sheet. You. I've done one of the two character breakdowns. Amazing. One-page outline. Yep. The director's statement. Yep. I do have storyboards and um, I saw photos and stuff like that could for shots we, that I want done in the film. Could we give a little sneak peek? If you send me one, I can put it up on the edit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to suggest um, after <clears throat> after this podcast, Josh and I are going back and we're going to just mm. work. Like that's what we're going to do. Smash it out. Um, uh, smash some of the, the work, work out. out. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what is happening? Just Fuck. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, a couple, I'll, I'll post a, uh, one of the shots that is like, you know how there's like a, a shot that is like like crucial to the story essentially yeah. and one that you just have in your mind, you're like that has to be in there. Mm. That's This is the one shot that I want above like all in the film. So how, so, how, are, you, how are you doing these storyboards to start off with? Uh, I've got two little Captain America pop vinyls. So you're taking photos. And I'm taking photos just with Brilliant my phone, not, not with the camera here, stuff like that. I just wanted to dial it back, go simple. Just use what I've got, really. Mm, and fuck drawing. Yeah, no. don't worry about drawing. Don't um, and just yeah, pre pre visualize like what mm. it's going to look like and everything like that. And then like as you see it and like just the way that I've put some shots in and that kind of stuff, it just looks cool. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't wait to it see. It does. Yeah. And then you like you when you put it when you take the photo and then you obviously you're taking it with what you got and then you imagine what it's going to look like when it's actually done. You just yep. it just just ignites you and you just get so excited. I and then, like, so when I was seeing it, I was like, fuck, this is hectic. And then mm. I was getting it on there. And then, um, then yeah, I've organized a couple of folders on the Google Drive to which then Josh has gone above and beyond and sorted out so much stuff on there, <laughs> which is, I'm like, fuck, when these get filled up, right? I, it's a I, I non-stop. had a good time. Like, I was going through, because I haven't, I mean, I've co-produced, I've basically yeah. produced. I was going through adding templates for contracts, location releases, pay, uh, you know, actors releases, you know, COVID forms, like all this like boring shit that it would be <laughs> to people. But fuck, it looks cool. It's it, all in one place. Exactly. I'm ready to go as soon as we're ready to hit off. Um, yeah, it was cool. And we did some research on some animators this week as we well. Did, oh, that was another thing. Yes, that mm. was another thing that we both did was um, research for animators, which was just... I was looking up like how to, you know, not only direct animation, but how 
like animation's crucial to storytelling, like all that kind of stuff. Just the stuff you find out and the stuff you learn through your research is also mm. the most rewarding part about the whole process. Mm. So it's been a really productive week and yes. that's just week, I'm going to say it's just week one. Week one, baby. Do you know how, like this season is just going to be so rewarding at the end for everybody involved. Like it's- You oh. are- Ahead of the curb, my friend. Oh, thank you. We're looking at animators and we're looking on Fiverr yep. this week, you know, the freelance services that they provide. And, yep. you know, the, I think you've got to be careful because some... Oh, someone just take the piss. Yeah, some just take the piss <laughs> and ask for like fucking thousands of dollars. Mm. I think price range, we're looking between, to be honest, it's cheaper than I thought. Yeah. I reckon we're looking between one one to two thousand dollars. Yeah, something like that. Because... um. Yeah, I, I I read the script and I'm like, we could get this done for, because it's only a seven page script. Exactly. I'm like, this will, I mean, I'm not an animator by all means. By the way, that's not our, us farting. That is construction there's a, there's a, there's downstairs. A hammer, there's a um, jackhammer going downstairs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think they can animate this and it won't be, <laughs> I, I reckon you could get, this done with the same amount of price that Jay paid for his stars. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at like, I don't, I don't have a certain animation style in mind yet, but some of the character inspiration, I, I don't know if you saw it in there, um, but I'd go for that kind of animation just because it looks easy and stuff like that. But the, the only thing that I'm kind of worried, someone, an animator that we find might go, oh, bang, easy and does it. Like, I'm just worried about the like, I might be completely off here, but like the rigging of the characters and like mm. them actually moving around and all that kind of stuff in the way I want them to. Mm. But What's I feel your like- style? Are you looking for more 3D or 2D? Well, it's sort of blend of both because blend of um, wow. one of the things that I have in there, it kind of like mirrors your like Mortal Kombat slash yeah. Tekken kind of like fight, like that yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, and yeah, that's how yeah. it's going to start. But then there's like a couple of shots that will- need a couple of like sort of 3D things to happen. But apart from that, like they're, they're hoots we're going to jump through yeah, like later. Sure. But, um, yeah, I think for the main part is just 2D with like a- I think that will be cheaper as yeah, well. To 100%, be yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Think, how about anime style? You wouldn't be interested in like kind of anime. Mm. I don't reckon you should, but I thought I would ask. Yeah, no, nah, it's not really appealing yeah, to me. That's fair enough. But um, yeah, it's all stuff. Like I said, I don't have a like designated mm. style yet. Okay. But these are all things that we can um, talk about once we get an animator on board. Awesome. Yeah, so that sounds amazing, what you've done this week. What would you say was your favourite thing to do this week? And what Taking surprised you? Yeah, <laughs> taking the photos. Yeah. Bro, I did that for two's a lesson. I literally, bro, don't bother drawing, man. Yeah. We're not drawers. Take some photos. We're in this century where technology is everything. Like, we're taking photos. What I did for two's a lesson, I took, I literally took a every single frame in that movie and I took photos of my little teddy bears like in the, every single frame and I filmed that exact shot yeah, for shot. exactly. Like, and that's what you're doing that was a ma That was the massive inspiration for me because when you showed me, pre-recording last week, Josh had showed me what he did for Two's a Lesson because mm. like I said, I was in a hiatus. I wasn't doing anything kind of thing and I didn't know how to get started. And then when you showed me that, I was like, oh, I've got these two Captain America pop vinyls. Like, they're going to be my models that are going to, pre-visualize this Amazing. script and so yeah just taking photos and that kind of because then what you can do is down the line people can storyboard it for you as well like they can get your animation sort of yeah. storyboard get the pre-visual pre-visuals going in that direction so yeah the pop vinyls are a good idea at oh. least they stand up straight unlike my teddy bears <laughs> who were falling over straight away yeah alvin, alvin fuck me <laughs> alvin 
Um, <laughs> what I wanted to go through with you is I read your script and I annotated it. Um, as you can see, notes everywhere. I'll give you some brief things that which I picked up on um, and then I'll go through your, in private the more intricate details. Yes. All right. I really liked it to start off with. I think it's a... I understand why you got 98 out of 100. <laughs> I think it's a perfect short film Thank idea you, and I can see it winning a lot of awards. Thank you very much, sir. So, a couple things, right? I think you need to choose a target audience because you have... Yep. The dialogue contrasts sometimes. You got this guy, you know, he's uh, sometimes he's speaking younger, sometimes he's swearing. It's like I reckon yeah, choose fair. a certain age group that you're targeting. Yep. Because it's a very the script is very um I would say mid range between you know uh, ten to eighteen, right? Yep. Um. I reckon just close down on your target audience and maybe adjust the dialogue with that because sometimes he's saying shut up, sometimes he's saying fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, that was really good. I reckon the way that he's speaking, I reckon he's younger than 19. Again, you don't have to listen to me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I reckon absolutely. he's younger than 19 and I have a idea for casting Cooper from my film, possibly. Yeah, right. I reckon he would fit the bill perfectly. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Just an idea. Yep, absolutely. You have some music and movies that we may have to see about if we need to get the, I don't know how we're going to get the rights to Gladiator, <laughs> but well, I think it should be fine if it's in the background. Yeah, no. I think that's the overall thing. Everything else I'll go with you in person, but the overall yeah. thing is just basically choosing an audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a target audience. The rest of the notes are like little intricate, like you can move this here, move that there, yeah, cut okay. out some certain things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I reckon the main character, I reckon is younger than 19 due to how you wrote it. And I reckon you should choose a target audience and hone in on that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah, no, that's duly noted. Yeah, I, when I wrote it, it was kind of like a, I don't know, because... And based off some of the characters that I've put in there, um, Ryan Gosling's Grey Man was like perfect for me because mm. that was like kind of, I don't know, like my dream character essentially. Yeah. Um, and not saying I based it off him, but seeing him in the Grey Man compared to what I've written here, I was like, that's kind of like what I had in mind, but essentially didn't know how to execute that, yeah. if that makes sense. But um, yeah, I think, Definitely picking a target audience might answer that mm. for me. And, um, yeah, just shuffling a couple of things around. I think it's might. awesome, man. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, like I said on previous episode, like I hold this quite close to the chest, um, you know, pretty high up on the podium as well. Um, I can see it almost being like a... Oh, I can see, you know, it's weird. When I think of this, I can see it almost... On, I don't know why, but like on mainstream television, mm. like I can see it playing before like a program, even though that's probably never happened in the history of this. <laughs> I can just see it. It's just got that feel, that youth, which is why I said target audience, it's just fun. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Yes, I love it. That was the main thing is like I just wanted it to be simple. fun. So yeah. Simple. Simple, fun, a good mm. time and good time. something that, uh, hopefully a couple of the jokes land. Hopefully, yeah. like, there's a couple of laughs. Mm. I, think, I was laughing whilst reading it. Yeah, it was good. Very I'm good. glad. I'm glad. Um, which is what I was aiming for. Just, yeah. like, a bit of bit of a laugh, good time, fun, Amazing. get out kind of thing. Good stuff, my man. So, well, yeah. we'll talk about that when we're back at home. Awesome. What's the time? What are we on? 
we are on 32 minutes. All right, cool. Just gone 33. Awesome. So we thought for this last little section of the podcast, we can talk about a certain topic to do with film. So this is how we're kind of going to structure it each week. We have the that's a wrap to start off with the podcast. We have our progress and then we have a topic about the film industry. Yep. Now, we talked a lot last week about sets and how important it is to be on sets and how you can actually just be in the film industry and learn the film industry by being on sets instead of the films instead of film school. Um, I thought it would be funny this week to go through set, set culture, what happens on set and set experiences. Yes. So I reckon it would be funny to start off with a set experience from both of us. Now, I know you had one. Mine's not really on set. It's before set. Yeah. But you go first. So... Both of us were working on a film oh God. Uh, called A Permanent Kind of Love. Remember when we were yep. on Lily's film mm-hmm. on uh, for film school? And Which I still haven't seen. Yeah, no, me either. But, Lily, um, if you're yeah. listening or watching this, come on. We want to see it. <laughs> um, but I remember there was I – can't, I can't tell you the context of the shot, but um, Lachlan Miller was the um, oh uh, clapper. Okay. And when he marked the shot and then he had to get out of frame, they were shooting some like meaningful scene or something like that. I think it was when he catches her for the first time or something like mm. and it's like that dreamy shot where mm-hmm. the air is going through her hair and everything yeah. like that. And he's sort of like walking towards her in like a dreamlike state and everything like that. But the funny thing was is the way that the camera was positioned. So he was it was like a clip up close up of his nice. face. <laughs> good good save. Um, it was a close-up of his face and then when he walked off camera, <laughs> just thinking about it made me laugh and I was like, I'm definitely bringing this to the podcast. And Lockie will remember it. It's like Lockie was his eye line and he's got this like deep look on his face and then he's walking towards Lockie <laughs> and Lockie's just like... <laughs> oh, my God, and we all had to hold in our laughter. Oh, my and God, And he's yes. walking towards and yeah. even he's going like... Mike will pick up everything. And Lockie actually had to go like... Yeah. <laughs> and all of us are just going like... Yeah, yeah. It just sets me off and then sets... It's one of those laughter trains. Sets you off, sets me off, sets Jay off, sets Valley off. They're all just oh. like, oh, fuck, oh, shit. That was one of the funniest things I've ever experienced. That, yeah. Oh, that was... That. <laughs> just... I just... I can remember Lockie so vividly just... Oh. He was like this and then... Mate, there was... um. Oh, was it on the same set or was it on Fetty set? It was something to do with Will Tawney. He's, um, oh, he's a his goat, improvisations oh, just cracked you up. No, I think it was on Fetty's Broken Record set yeah. where he's just the king of improvisation. He's TikTok famous now. Yeah. Crazy, man. I've actually sat through his TikToks, night. bro. It's they so are good. hilarious. But um, he was... Um, Oh, God, it was some line and he just comes out with the craziest shit that you can, can't even imagine. And everybody, as soon as the director calls cut, everybody uh, yeah. bursts out <laughs> laughing. I just, fuck Let me. Let me tell you, like, every oh, one of his one-liners was fun yeah. to muck around with in post. Let me tell you. Okay, it was great. When, in Broken Record as well, when they were doing, so this film was set in a, uh, what was it, a vinyl, vinyl yeah, store? Like a jazz, store. Jazz, jazz records. Record store. store. And... One of the crew members, Ryan, right? Um, he <laughs> he was an extra. Do you remember this? <laughs> and was it Will? Will decided. So Ryan thought he was just being an extra, and he, his job was to walk into the vinyl <laughs> store and look through the vinyls. And then Will decides he's going to talk to him <laughs> as part of the scene. 
he's like, oh, how are you going, mate? And Ryan's caught off guard <laughs> and he's having to improvise back. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> So I wish I still had that. I'm pretty sure Fetty's got that on a hard drive <laughs> somewhere. That was in the film. Holy shit, that was funny. He was like, it's just he's caught off guard, not oh. knowing he's gonna speak. Wow. <laughs> Will being Will is just talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I know this probably doesn't seem that funny to you guys, but fuck, it was so <laughs> funny during <laughs> when it the best. Happened. The reason why it was so funny is because <laughs> the camera's rolling and you all have to shut up. Like. <laughs> You can't burst out laughing. So that's the, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're not allowed to laugh, which makes laughing even <laughs> like riskier. And then when you do laugh, it's just the best it's feeling. Just ever. The it's the whole oh. day of just silence, man. <laughs> it's going to get to you. And then also on that same set, I remember um, we had Video Village in that tight little oh alleyway God, in the back. Yeah. And so. Um, what is Video Village? Video Village, Village is just where the director will sit with the biggest screen where the, mm. what the camera's shooting and the camera will broadcast that to the screen that you're all watching so the director can <coughs> direct, yep. essentially. So, um, yeah, Josh, Fetty and I are sitting at Video Village and um, it was this tight little thing and, like, mm. people didn't realise that, like, just the slightest footstep, oh, the yeah. slightest cough, the slightest laugh or anything like that, the mics are that sensitive that... When that happened, I remember we were sitting there and he's like, guys, come on. Just starts going off at everyone. We're like, whoa. <laughs> there were a couple of times because I've AD'd assistant directed on all of these films basically. Where just, I've just had to tell people to shut oh, the fuck yeah, up yeah. because it, it does get annoying after a that, while and I have to be the boss on set and I have to be grumpy and be like, everybody shut the fuck up. Well, you don't realise how um, – Thin walls are, especially on mm. a set. Like the slightest mm. noise can be picked mm. up from so far away. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck of these funny shit. And then I'll tell you about my experience, right? Yes, this please. was before set. So this was the audition process. I know this goes against really the whole story of it, but this was when we were auditioning for A Permanent Kind of Love, so the Tad Lily's film, and I was AD and they let me sit on the audition process, right? I don't know if I've told you this. But we, yeah. we had to audition for the main the main chick who was the tattoo artist. And um, <clears throat> the audition, the, the the script that the lead actress had to read, I don't know if it was from the script or from another movie, but it was very flirty. Mm-hmm. And I was with uh, Lily and Lauren, who were the producers and directors, and I was the only dude in there. So <laughs> this wacko <laughs> came into audition... Oh, so not the chick that got the role. No, this wacko <laughs> came in. Bruh, seriously, she was like late 30s mother. Oh, no. And <clears throat> I'm sitting there like, hey, hey, nice to meet you, whatever. She gets going and she looks at me <laughs> straight <laughs> in the that. eyes. Holy shit, I felt that. <laughs> and comes over to me and starts literally groping me mid-audition. She's reading her script and going, hey, oh. baby boy, like stroking my arm. And I'm like... Do you want this role? What? Get away from me, Oh, my God. (laughs) Holy shit. Get away. What are you doing? I would have just been like, hey, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. None of that. And Lily and Laura were like... (laughs) They're just there while this chick is literally on top of me. And I'm like, what is she doing? I just had to be like... I was doing the... (laughs) But more like... I'm, I'm fearing for my life right now. What is she going to do? Like bite me next? Like fucking Mike Tyson me? 
I'm like, this is crazy. And then she left the room and it was like a, oh, oh God. Like, a, like, oh, my God. There's dude. ones where you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll call you. Yeah, we'll call you. Block your number. <laughs> you are never hearing from me again. I, <laughs> I just, oh, man, that Holy was traumatising. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Mate, I'm, <laughs> thank God she didn't get the role. Can we but, talk about um, audition things just real quick? You yeah. The remnant? Yeah. You thought you had me? Oh. You never even had your car. <laughs> Bro, auditioning, I think auditioning is the, one of the best parts of the whole uh, process. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just from hearing what you guys have gone through in the auditions. Oh, my God. What about when, so in my last film, we had to audition for the grandpa and all the grandpa does in the film is basically lie there. <laughs> Do you remember this? No, but I'm The grandpa or just, just lies there and he's had a stroke, so he has to, like... I'm not going to do the face, but he has to lie there with, like, a stroked face. Anyways, <laughs> the auditions we got for that part oh. were just old men sending in... Um, <laughs> sorry, aged men sending in videos of them on a bed. Literally, there was one guy, and he didn't get the role, thank God, but he... <laughs> literally was on a bed. He... I don't know what this face is. He goes cross-eyed oh, and no. just pokes his tongue out and he's making this weird noise. He's like... <laughs> 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 throughout the... For five minutes straight, he doesn't say anything. He's just... <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. We've got this to look forward to. With wow. these two films. <laughs> just... Mate, the different the, the thing is though, and like all the all the best to those people. Mm. I hope they land roles in the future and everything <laughs> like that. Like I like all the all the props except here. the girl that groped me. That was <laughs> no thanks. Um, but yeah, you just get different different likes of people mm. from all, over. all walks of life. Yeah, hundred percent. But and that's the that's the best thing. Like <laughs> you just see different people and just who they are. It's it's <laughs> amazing who they are and who they who they aren't when they're auditioning. <laughs> but fuck you. But yeah, I think like I mean we can go into set more like what a set. You know what? Before we go, we'll go like what does a set day consist of? Basically, uh, early start. <clears throat> Very the early setup, start. The setup for the shot takes longer than it actually like the shot. You could set up for two hours mm. for a thirty second shot, <sighs> mate. You're literally on set. People think. Yeah, you know, my brother was talking to me about it. Like, oh, set's so cool. You get to hang out with a lot of people and you're always acting. And I'm like, I'll stop you right there. Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting around for 85% of the time yep. waiting for the shot to line up, yep. you know. The person that's doing the most is the cinematographer. Yeah, absolutely. Just setting up the shot the whole day. And, um, yeah, you're not really... <laughs> you're, set, you're sitting around. It is boring as batshit if you're going to watch a set. When you're in a note and you're doing your job, you're always on your feet. So I think the two most busiest people on the set, apart from director, are the cinematographer and AD. Yes. Because the AD is just running around like a headless chook going like, we've got this much time, we've got yep. this. Like, what are you fucking doing? Like, you mm. just be able to take a bite out of your food or something. They're like, mm. what the fuck are you doing? Get there. But, <laughs> Get like, it's set. just full on. And um, But then um, when you nail the shot, everybody oh. just goes, all right, we're locked in, like, let's do it. You weren't, were you on the To The Lesson set? Uh, briefly. For the magics, the magic store, we were doing a one shot where we had to yeah, do it all in day. one and we rehearsed that for like <clears throat> for days beforehand. 
and it took us seven goes and it was a very tight space and it was just like a long shot, no cuts, whatever, you know, rehearsed people walking past at certain times and, you know, we're all amateurs. We've never done it before. But when we um, completed it, everybody was clapping. It was yeah. just amazing, the set um, kind of atmosphere. What I reckon we should go through, what's a role that you've been on set and run us through what they do in the day instead of going through what... Because each day is different depending on what role you yeah, do. Yeah, 100%. Real so quick, yeah. I've- that my I think my most hands-on has been um, data wrangler continuity mm. kind of thing. Um, and Not many people know about continuity. Yeah, so essentially continuity is like if you are like obviously when you stitch two two shots together, you have to make sure that like if they're if there's a different angle and all that kind of stuff, you have to make sure that things were in place that were in place in the previous shot. That's just yep. essentially and you're maintaining the use uh, sorry the feel of flow of continuity throughout mm. the entire film. So because the director's kind of just focusing on, you know, directing the, the actors. actors and putting the camera in the spot and all that kind of stuff and then talking to his crew and everything like that, getting things done and stuff like that. And they'll manage continuity to a degree, but you need an extra set of eyes to do that. Mm. And you're also marking stuff down on the script as well. Like, for example, if Game of Thrones had a good continuity department, that coffee cup would not be there. Exactly right. So that's a prime that's example. Their job. The Starbucks coffee cup in uh, Game of Thrones. Um, if... Uh, yeah, and if they drop the ball, um, you know, something might not be able to get used in post-production. Mm. So that's continuity as well. Um, it's basically just making sure everything's the same exactly. throughout the shots because you're usually mm. filming out of order. You're, you're rarely yeah. filming in the order of, of the, the script. script. Yeah, so you've got to make sure if this person's wearing a shirt on this scene and you come back to it a couple of days later, they're wearing the same, the same shirt. shirt. Exactly right. <clears throat> Um, so that's continuity in a nutshell. And then data angling is just like when you film enough stuff on the camera and the memory card can't take anymore, you put it into an adapter, go, put it into your hard drive and you just let it go throughout the day. Well, when Jay comes on, we'll get his experiences as the data wrangler. Yes, I, I was going to say, <laughs> Jay's been through the ringer. You just see him sprinting across the oval. <laughs> Anyways, you would tell that story. Um, and even, I've experienced a little bit of that. Um, you know, they were on Broken Record put it on a table and just the slightest nudge knocks the adapter oh. out of place and then it's like, oh, you've got to start all over again. And there's no like, yep, pl- plug it in, transferred, takes hours. Mm. So, yeah, when someone bumps it when you're like 58 minutes into an hour download mm. and it's got to start again, you're like, oh, my God. It's it's frustrating. But, Josh, run us through what you've been. Uh, well, <clears throat> you know, I've been director in AD. I think director, you would understand what a director does throughout this process from me and Austin. So what I'll talk about is assistant director. <laughs> so the assistant director's job basically is the boss on set. It goes in the hierarchy of um, authority on set, producer, AD, if the producer's there, AD, director. Yep. AD is the boss on set to make sure everything runs on time. The AD is in charge of the schedules beforehand, the call sheets, what time everybody, or sometimes the producer does those. You know, they're in charge of what time, just timing in Mm, general, making sure everything gets done in the time frame that is set out because, baby, time in the movie industry is money. Oh, yeah. So, you know, especially on amateur films, you want to get that kind of experience. So when you are working with these million-dollar equipment you know, and it's time-based, then you're not going over. But that's what an AD does, time-based, you know, making sure on set, everybody's on set on time. They only have this much time to get that shot before we move on to the next shot. What shot are we doing next, you know? We have to beforehand schedule the whole day what shots we're doing between 12 and 1 o'clock, da-da-da-da-da, for the whole time there. And then when we get on set, 
we're making sure everybody abides by those rules, basically. Exactly, yeah. We tell people to shut up. We tell people to get off set. We yeah. kick them off set <laughs> if they're not to, if they keep talking and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I love it. I, I, it's, it's hella stressful and a lot of work. And um, you get on, you know, you clash with people, but... Um, I think it's a very hands-on role and you get to work very close with the directors, which yeah. is what I love, like I said before. Um, and, yeah, you get really close with everybody on set because you're constantly going between departments and you're that middleman communicating between, you know, the camera department and the sound department, yeah. you know, because they can't all talk to each other all at once. So you're that middleman, you know, just making sure everything runs basically on time. Yeah, exactly right. And That's you've handled it well. Thank you, mate. From, what, from the sets I've been on with thank you as well. Thank so. you. Um, I yeah. think that's. I think we're going to tie sweet. a little bow on this episode, eh? Hey? Yeah, we're, we're about to go fifty minutes. Fuck, that was a funny, funny episode. Yeah, I I, you know, I, I hope you all enjoy it. Um, you know, Josh, where can they find us? The pre-prod pod, Insta, TikTok, the pre-production meeting on YouTube. You know, we're going to be much more active on this social media. I'll probably end up doing the clips because if we got we got somebody getting the podcast. Oh, I have a couple shout outs to do. Oh yeah, please, please. Um, I want to shout out <laughs> number one, our editor, Dylan. Um, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate this. He's doing this out of the kindness of his heart. Um, shout out, you know, if you guys want to buy a house or sell a house, Murdoch Lee Real Estate Agents, Ryan Bogov, he's your man to go to. <laughs> Just I had to say that. Shout out to the InSync podcast girls who actually inspired this idea. I was listening to their podcast when I came up with this idea to do this. Yep. And I think, you know, if I wasn't listening to that, I wouldn't have come up with this idea. So shout out to them. Um, shout out to all the listeners as well, everybody that's given us feedback throughout the week. Yeah. And what really helps if you guys rate the podcast on Spotify oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> then it gets recommended and shown to many people yeah. as possible. And, you know, we want to inspire more people. We want to, you know, keep people motivated. That's what we're doing here. Um, but, yeah, the pre-prod pod on all those TikTok, Insta, and then, you know, YouTube, hit it up, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd like to extend that shout out to all the people that have messaged me as well. Yep. Um, you know, your words mean a lot more than you guys realise. So yep. please, um, yeah, if you guys want to give me your opinion on the podcast or anything we've spoken about, any of the movies and trailers we spoke about before, please check them out. Yes. Let us know what you think as well. Um, this pod is a welcome space. It's a safe space. So please. Hopefully we'll have a guest on next week. I don't yep. know, we'll try. We'll, yeah. So we'll try. We, we've got some pretty exciting things coming up. Yeah, so, we do. Yeah. We do. Stay tuned. And um, on that note, we're out of here. Peace out. Catch us later. 